may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebidi-boo, doot-doodle-doo, deebidi-pow. And welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined by... Allie. And... Tanya! And the three of us today will be watching a movie called The Long Goodbye. So, ladies, what do you know about The Long Goodbye? I know nothing except that it's a Philip Marlowe, and so I'm super excited about it. All right, cool. It's not a Tennessee Williams play. It is not. And I wish I could remember which play I'm thinking that it is, <laughs> because it's a really good play. It's also not The Long Good Friday. No, it's no, not that it, one either. No, it really isn't. No. I, I, can, um, I can say that. I, I cheated, and I looked at the picture on the TV, uh-huh. and it's got a dude that I associate with bad 70s television. Okay. <laughs> Which is sad because he's actually associated with very good 70s television. Well, I mean, I'm sure he actually is good, but I associate him with bad. Okay. But that's just because 70s equals bad. Which I know it's not. <laughs> but that's what my brain says. So... Your brain is so prejudiced. I know! It's horrible! Jeez. I need to smack it upside the head because yeah. there's some great stuff in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, like, there is... Uh, well, it was Dr. a golden age Quinn. of film. Yeah. Or, yeah. what was his name? Quincy. Quincy. I like Quincy. Mm-hmm. I like Chips. Although that's kind of 80s. I don't know. You know. Mash there was, was great. There was Mash was great friggin' seven. fantastic. See, Mash See, to me says 60s, but that's just because that's when it's set. Yeah. And it's it's 70s. I and, mean, there was uh, Rhoda. Mm-hmm. Rhoda. Love Rhoda. I know. Ugh. But Saturday brain, Night Live. My brain yeah. just, you know. Mm-hmm. So what was this dude in? <laughs> this, this dude was in... <laughs> Mash, the movie Mash. Okay, ah, is, and the the dude is Elliot Gould. Yes. <laughs> so Elliot Gould, uh, he was in uh, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Yes, and not the, a, the orgasm movie. The orgasm movie. The, the foursome movie. Mm-hmm. He was <laughs> Shut also up. in. Shut I, up! I'm saying nothing. <laughs> nothing. I just love the way that she's, you. She's not do wrong. Association. She's what, not wrong. I'm not that's saying. What I, turned, I was saying. flipping channels, and all of a sudden, I see four people in a bed, and I'm 12. What am I supposed to think? I, exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> it, it, it was truth in advertising, really. <laughs> uh, but Elliot Gould, also, um, if if you are familiar with the Ocean's Eleven movies, the Soderbergh ones, he's oh, in all of those. Yes, yes. And uh, Oh, as an old guy. Yeah, because he's old now. <laughs> Shockingly. Oh, man, time, you are an asshole. <laughs> Marching on and making people age. <laughs> and you're so not the bullshit. one who's been drinking. <laughs> no, I'm really not. <laughs> you're just naturally effervescent. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, I roll eight? <laughs> roll eight isn't... No, if you're thinking about Alka-Seltzer. Oh, Alka-Seltzer right. is effervescent. With yeah. yes. the bubbles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, bubbles. So, <laughs> Tanya has gone bye-bye. <laughs> so, yes, dear listeners, Elliot Gould is the star of The Long Goodbye, and uh, he is working with a director named Robert Altman. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll talk plenty about both of those those gentlemen after we watch the movie. Yay! 
Yay! Yay. <laughs> Allie, did you have one more thing to, to no, say? No, no, I'm just okay. excited. All right, awesome. Movie! Yeah, movie! Okay, so dear listeners, we are going to go watch The Long Goodbye, and so should you. It is uh, available for rental right now on uh, Amazon and on Vudu and on iTunes and a few other streaming services, so it's fairly easy to get hold of if you're into the streaming things. So uh, please go watch it, and we'll go watch it, and we will return after this brief musical interlude to talk about the movie. Bye. Bye. There's a long goodbye And it happens every day When some passerby Invites your eye to come her way Even as she smiles a quick hello You let her go You let the moment fly Too late you turn your head You know you said the long goodbye And we are back and I believe the ladies have things to say What the fuck just happened? (laughs) That... Movie what? 70s a that, lot. Yeah, that's 70s all the fuck over the place. <laughs> I, I that's want 70s my... on a lot of people's graves. I know. <laughs> I want my noir back. That was just like, bizarre. I... Wow. Yeah. Stylistic whiplash. Yes, yes I agree. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, exactly. I agree. This yeah. is not what we're used to watching. Because... Right. Fuck. Well, it's it's very Altman, and yeah. Altman is, yeah. is yeah. Very, kind of the antithesis of the noir era but but, but not, not. Yeah. yeah it was the 70s did it well and and altman was very much a part of kind of defining what a lot of the filmmaking of the 70s was about honestly i i mean there was beautiful shots like because yeah. altman is a genius well yeah and then there were some very very strange shots and as well, well there, there were just randomness that yeah. what Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I so called it the first dude singing the theme song You're was right. the guy that sang Conjunction Junction. Right. And I called that motherfucker. Yes, totally. Yeah, I'm you're super totally, proud of myself for that. Jack that. Sheldon is that gentleman's <laughs> name. And yes, yes, that indeed was Jack Sheldon. So as as long as we're on it, we'll we'll touch on the music. Uh, John Williams. Do we have to? <laughs> no, yes, yes we do. Yes we do. The, okay. uh, John John Williams. Yeah, because you know, John Williams. John okay. because John Williams, you know, was uh uh actually you know, fairly well-known jazz composer, you know, as well as an orchestral composer. And uh, so this was his work along with Johnny Mercer, who was the guy who founded Capitol Records and was the guy who was the lyricist for, like, Moon River. And and, and was in, um, I just read this book, In the Garden of Good and Evil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, so it was their collaboration to write the the uh, the song, and uh, then it just singular like and song. the one song that aside from "Hooray for Hollywood" at the end, God, that in the beginning, the, which was fucking weird. Yeah, the entirety of the music. But it's like, how many ways can we cover the same song? It's like watching Neon Genesis, it, it, Neon yeah, Genesis it, it Evangelion was, again. I, I mean, it's like I, I enjoyed the random. What was it? Aluminum band. Yeah. That was kind of cool because yeah. they switched it up a little bit. But like Jesus Christ, I was like, 
why? That in itself is Again? also very 70s. Yeah, it's yeah. a very, very heavy-handed, repeat the same Yeah, but, but the thing music. is, not to that extent, no. but the, the thing is, this is a satire. And because it's Altman directing it... Wait, 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 it's, what? It's a satire. But it's a, it's Altman directing a satire. Ah! Because think about this. It, it This is a movie that is set in the 70s, but it's very clear that that the Philip Marlowe character is kind of stuck in the forties. He is, he's, he's driving a forties car. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got, he kind of embodies say that to him. Yeah. Maybe. But he's kind of this man out of step. But with, yet he swears like a motherfucker. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it, you it, have to do some things to blend it in, but it's still, but it didn't blend. At least not for me, but it's a, but it's there. No, he is I, out of step. I mean, That's having to say that it's a satire makes me go, uh yeah and some things make a lot more sense yeah, yeah. so the the weird repetition of the song yeah. to a really ludicrous degree is there yeah and uh just I that mean, the, weird the tangent with, with the, the cat character. and the although by the way where's his cat I want yeah, the cat right? back. Oh, I think, well, it, it's really... Morris the cat. It's the actual goddamn Morris the cat. And, and, and he's finicky, as we and know. And he was awesome. <laughs> and, and he had a cute that... little kitty door made out of cardboard. <laughs> El Porto del Gato. Yes. <laughs> El Porto del Gato. Which was amazing. Yes. Like, I I would recommend watching this movie just for the what the fuckery going yeah. on. Oh yeah, it, 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 and and the what the fuck is going on with the apartment next door with Where the just women, random with the tits? women yeah. with breasts yeah. everywhere, which I'm not which complaining are full, about. Apparently, yeah, they're full. Oh, fullness. They're fullness. Yes. Being Our breasts one. are full. We are warm. We are one. We can hear music. We are dancing to the music. I'm like, okay, guys. And we're they doing have, yoga. You are and... super high. And they have a traffic semaphore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on their porch. And which I, is also the most 70s thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I'm and like, I want I, one. I, I, yeah, exactly. I just, I like was staring at that. I'm like, can I have that for my house? Like, that would look awesome in my basement. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. I, my My parents <laughs> were friends with a couple that had a fucking parking meter in the nice. Oh, and it was oh. the only thing I remembered about that house oh, and about yeah. those people. I was like, the, the mom, can we go see the parking meter people? <laughs> that was all I could remember. And like, that's what I thought of was, oh my God, it's like, it's like their parking meter. Well, I mean, like, aside from the fact that, uh, like, I would kind of like his apartment because... It's not bad. I mean, it's no, a I cool mean, apartment. It has an amazing view. Let it be a shithole. It'd uh, be fine. He has a bridge that goes to his apartment. I know. A bridge kind of cool. and an elevator. And an elevator. Yeah. Like, motherfuck. Yeah. And, and, and random naked women all the time? I would actually be super hella friends with those ladies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like, totally. totally. And I would have so many candles that they made. <laughs> sucker. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I would probably keep, you know, like, extra brownie mix yes on yeah, hand so I, it's like i could when she yeah. asked for brownie mix i'm like i wonder if they're high so what are you like and then she about? said a couple more things i'm like oh okay they so are high. super high right now so high. <laughs> like that's their entire existence right it, you know I, I have to like switch gears to no it's okay it's the 70s they were, oh it's they fine were, like it's fine super obvious about it in film it wasn't just alluded to yeah like i it did that 70s thing of like we have to we have to remark on the fact that america is shitty <laughs> like yeah. while still being like but yay 
yeah. Philip Marlowe? Like, well, yeah. Because like, it did that thing that well, the 70s movies do, where well, it's yeah. like random racial commentary, but the maid walking away and like mm. the one black person that wasn't the cop. Yeah. <laughs> or my girl got busted at a protest, so I had to bust him. Like, okay. And then the random jail guy that was just like, yeah. oh, you, you get prison if you have a life or like if yeah. you're alive or whatever. And yeah, it, I was it, like, oh God, I, I have heard people like in the past week say shit like this. I know. Because it's so fucking relevant and I'm a little horrified. Yeah. But yet, like. But that's like the 70s realism yeah, thing yeah. that they oh, did. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, quote unquote realism. Well, it's it, it, it it yeah. different yeah. decade. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and then there's the uh the the one uh Hispanic gentleman uh, in the team of goons. Yeah. And so the head guy is talking to him in Spanish, he always buys it just perfect English. English. Like, and then dude. speaking of goons, yeah. More random what the fuckery. Arnold Schwarzenegger with a fucking mustache? Yeah, yeah. that happened. Yeah, that that was in his uh, in bodybuilding. Yeah, that was in yep. his Mr. Universe days. Like, yeah. That happened. That also David Carradine was one of the little tiny, yes. yeah, yeah, little tiny cameos. And that, like, like that must be a SAG card thing. Like, hey, I need a credit. <laughs> no, I, I know. Well, no. The, here's the thing about Robert Altman. Uh, Altman was in the industry for a long, long time, and uh, uh, he. Yeah. Let's see. He was born in 1925, and he was a pilot in World War II. And, and then after when he, after the war, he came back to the U.S. and got interested in just being in Hollywood. So he he tried acting first, and uh, that didn't. He did okay, and then he did, okay. and then he did things. then he did songwriting, and he did okay. But he, he did screenwriting, and then finally he moved to Kansas City and became a director. <laughs> Okay. Somehow this makes sense because it's Robert Altman. Because <laughs> it's Robert Altman. So he started directing in 1950. He directed like 65 short films while in Kansas wow. City. Just cranking them out. Lots of little documentaries and things like that. And then by like 1956, um, he, he started working on Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Right. And then he... He did that for a while. He directed TV for a while, and then he got the script for MASH, and then that's when he became Robert, Robert Altman, Altman, the director. And so, ever since then, he he's been he he was in the industry for a long time. He knows everybody and uh, knew everybody. Yeah, rest in peace, Robert Altman. But he he had all these ties with you know, especially actors, but also other creators. And since he did met a lot of the other jobs um he was very collaborative with everybody he worked with and everybody loved working with robert altman because um it it was kind of this every every movie he made was just kind of free-flowing sure. uh, the actors would have a lot of input in what they were doing there was a lot of improvisation going on and it was it and it was apparently just always a lot of fun working on altman films and it very creatively satisfying. Yeah. So, so Altman, even though he didn't really direct hits usually, I mean, MASH was a big yeah. hit. And Nashville was something of a yeah. hit. But he he wasn't like a blockbuster sort of guy. No, but, but everybody still, wanted to work with him. Yeah. And they would just like, 
whatever happily give him it. whatever. It's like, yeah. And you know, and if you worked with him and he liked working with you, you would collaborate with him for the rest of your life because he would nice. keep you around. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of people. Um, who are always in Altman films. So Elliot Gould was in uh, several uh, several Altman films, and uh, uh, like uh, Henry Gibson was mm-hmm. in. Uh, it, you know, the, I hate Illinois Nazis. Henry Gibson, who played the, the doctor, he was also in in Nashville, and uh, you know, a lot of the people that you see in this movie show up here and there in other. Film. So you wound up with David Carradine just sure. as a bit part because he was part of the Carradine family. You know, that sort of thing. And and I'm sure Schwarzenegger was there because it's like, you're huge. I need a huge guy. Everybody <laughs> else is like unconvincing. You. You. <laughs> you're and enormous. He is not. He doesn't even touch. No. no. Nope. He no. just like, just is there. Yeah. He's, he he was like here to be like hesitant to like. Do we okay? Is he serious about this order? Like, it, it, it's interesting because I wonder how that scene played before we knew who Arnold Schwarzenegger was. Because I'm sure right. it was just like this guy is obscenely huge. We got to use him somewhere. Right. <laughs> just we'll put him here. And it, it's and I, I imagine it was almost played like a visual joke. It's like, good damn, that guy is huge. Yeah. And then now you can't watch that scene without going, oh my god, that's the governor of California and the Terminator. I mean, just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know, right? I, uh, uh, yeah. Same. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. In the scene after he says, I'm going to go call Ronald Reagan, (laughs) (laughs) who was the governor of California at the time. That was funny. Oh, boy. So, but, okay, so I have to compare Marlowe's now. Can we do that? Yes, please, please. Yes, yes. Yes, this is a fine place to do that. Because, hot damn, like, I... Okay, so, the first Marlowe we saw, Uh Dick Dick Powell. Powell... Was delightfully bold. Yes. And snappy. And yeah, he was scrappy. He mm-hmm. was, you know, you believed the hard boiled detective part, mm-hmm. but he had this charm that let him get away with it. He has a certain playfulness to him. Yeah. 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 Which, which would make me think, oh, well, we're not going to kill you. We'll just, we'll just beat you up a little. Yeah. Like, I could see that yeah. how his Marlowe would survive. Mm hmm. Bogart just survives on badassedness. Right. Because Bogart. Like, right. Although when Bo- Bogart plays somebody, it's like, it's Bogart playing Bogart. Look, you know, yeah. his Sam Spade is pretty much the same as Philip Marlowe. Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't matter. Yeah, I know, like, I know. I get why his Marlowe would survive, too. Right, right, absolutely. I'm not sure why Elliot Gould's Marlowe would survive. Yeah, it, he. I, I feel like it's almost like... Um, I feel like his performance almost owes a lot to Buster Keaton because it's that it's very physical. Yeah, it's very but physical, it's, and it's just kind of happenstance that so he seems the whole, to the whole survive time, all this stuff. The whole time I'm watching this film, I'm like, so it's Spike Spiegel, <laughs> but not in space. He's just a private detective instead of a bounty hunter. Yeah, like yeah. For yeah. the listeners at home, they may not know who the fuck I'm talking about. I'm talking referring to the the main character of the anime Cowboy Bebop. Yes. yes. Because stylistically, yeah. like, I'm just like, as soon as the tie got loose, I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. How, much sure. are, how many times did you watch us on loop before you designed Spike? Come on. <laughs> like, I, I, and, but, and the match sticking out of the mouth. Yes. I'm just, and the yes. smoking. I was like. Yes. Yep. Like, 
damn. <laughs> they really did. Yeah. Oh my god, you just blew my head. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. It's ah. just, it's Spike. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of the, this, um... But, it's it's all been kind of taking on this weird revisionism of the 1940s, well, kind of taking those tropes and yeah, turning them in on themselves. Yeah, but I also think Gould, what he brings to it is is so 70s and oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. disconnected from everybody else. Yeah, and and it's supposed to be that's a but thing. at the same, but that's like not who Marlowe is to me, right? And, right, and especially like as he's going through, he's just making these choices, and I'm like. Marlo wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I have this question of, like, how different is that from what the plot of the book was? Um, it's very, actually. Okay. I'm and not this is surprised. And this is, well, this is actually Le, Le Bracket. Okay. Um, Le Bracket was, uh, uh, rewrote this, this script. And, and when she read The Long Goodbye, she's like, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> and so her, okay. her plot just veers wildly, okay. wildly that off. makes more yeah. sense to me now. Because I was yeah. like, I don't see how this character would be, mm-hmm. like, unless it's one of those, like, I'm getting sick of writing Sherlock Holmes, so this is how I'm going to end Mm-hmm. His character arc? Yeah, we're just going to chuck him off where Kimbaker falls. And yeah, I mean, like, no, I could see if that was what Chandler was doing. No, 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 and okay. it's not. It's not. The um, the the ending winds up in a very different place in the book. Okay, yeah, that I'm not it, surprised yeah. by at because all. So, Marla would never... Well, because that's the only yeah. thing, because you're saying, well, how, how does Gould's Marlo survive? Because apparently he fucking shoots his best friend. Yeah, like, what the hell? Like, like that's okay, not... that's That's a fine response for mm-hmm. a character I don't feel like it's a fine response for Philip Marlowe exactly. that's not what I feel Philip Marlowe would do in that situation he would show up and be like what the fuck dude maybe punch him in the face yeah, he'd maybe, and oh, be like I hope you choke on your money or whatever or, yeah. Yeah. Or he and, would... and then walk off pissed off and throw a pithy one liner at at uh, Mrs. Wade as she drives yeah. by like mm-hmm. that's what I would expect Marlowe to do right. and I suspect the if the ending of the book came anywhere near that, that's yeah. more what it would look like. But no, no, it, and it doesn't. I, well, I mean, that character is still the uh, the Lennox character is still alive at the end of the book. I, and, I would and believe that. That, that it, and he, but he's like had reconstructive surgery to so look like a Mexican, you know, right. that sort oh, of thing. Of course, of course, of course. So, but, but does does Marlo get Mrs. Wade? Because uh, it, I mean, yeah. like. Hayes code wise, he might end up with her, or she might. Well, end that up with I mean, I mean, Chandler wasn't boiled into to Hayes code at all. That's true, and neither was Leigh Bracted in the nineteen in nineteen seventy three. No, so, that's true too. So this this has nothing to do with Hayes code, but I, I feel like you know part of the part of what's going on here is you've got this this character that's very out of step with nineteen seventies, but you know by the end. They converge, yeah. which is and so his his character end. bends, and yes, it's a very seventies end. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the and it's interesting because in the seventies, you know, the seventies had such a such a boner for the nineteen forties. It's the thirty year yeah. rule. So yeah. the seventies we had a boner for the forties, mm-hmm. and the eighties we had a boner for the fifties, and so on and so forth. But so so like. During the 70s, there was this whole revival of Chandler stuff. There were like five... 
feature films and TV oh, wow. movies that were all based on Chandler stuff, and this is one of them. Okay. So there was this little revival of Chandler, and this is w- what it turned into. So, so Lee Brackett um, wrote this script, and you know, with the the ending where Marlowe actually shoots the friend. And uh, when it finally got handed to Altman, he just, he loved it. He loved, he, sure. he especially the mm-hmm. ending. Sure. And so he, he took on the project on the agreement that the ending would not change. That makes sense. So, but you know, everything else was somewhat flexible. So when, so he and Brackett um, continued to collaborate on the script. Sure. And then once the actors came in, there was also a lot of improvisation. Yeah, I could tell the, yeah. the way that they kept repeating the same lines back and forth to one mm-hmm. another. That's often an improv like, yeah. in the middle of a take thing. And also, like, Sterling Hayden. By the way, that was Sterling Hayden. Yeah, the, I know. The, you know. Johnny Guitar. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and, of, and, of course, in the Dr. Strange Love, you know, the communists are going to uh, impurify our <laughs> precious bodily fluids. I love this role for him, but by God, that man was apparently drunk and stoned the entire time. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Just stoned. So, uh, but I love that performance, you know, because for some reason I think that kind of feeds the performance. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely tell, like, especially in that... Uh, scene between him and Elliot Gould where they're they're drinking the oh, meat. oh my god uh, you can tell a lot of that's really just kind of off yep. the cuff and they're mm-hmm. they're just it improvising just rolls. Mm-hmm. 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 or the party scene yeah the party scene was yeah almost painful yeah in its realism yeah life. I was gonna say yeah. it's because it was just so real yeah it, yeah I've not been to a party like that, but I've been to a party like that before that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you could kind you of tell, tell it's going there, and, and you're like, like, "I believe now." Bye. Yeah, Bye. this is uncomfortable. Yeah, now. it's like uh, it's like Bruce Wayne coming out, and you have all drinking my drank my booze, and you can all go home now. You know? yes. yes, very, very, yeah. <laughs> it's been a perfectly awful night. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that house was Robert Altman's house. <laughs> that house was amazing. Wasn't it that beautiful? Was beautiful. I, oh, yeah. speaking of the house, my favorite shot was um, the reflection of Elliot Gould standing out on the beach. Yes. Yeah. And just like while they're having the their marital spats. Yes. Yeah. Because you could focus on both at the same time yeah. or neither or, you know. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. I really appreciated that because... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Holman likes playing with layers like that, not just visually, but also no, like the sound. It's sound very because, much with sound because yeah, because there, uh, when dude goes out into the ocean mm-hmm. by himself and they're standing there and you can't hear what they're saying anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Or when they're talking and you see him going out to the water, but you can't hear the water, and mm-hmm. then it like switches. Like that was cool. Yeah, like yeah. so he knows what he's doing. It's just it was. It was not the Marlowe I was expecting. Well, yeah, yeah. But it had very Marlowe moments. Yeah. Like, the moments I thought were closest to the other portrayals we've seen were yeah. when he was talking to Harry. I was going to say, oh, any yeah. time he spoke with Harry oh, yeah. was super Marlowe. That was 
so the oh, Marvel yeah. that I was mm-hmm. so delightful. Used to. Mm-hmm. Here's the address I'm going to, just in case you lose me in traffic. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be able to see you following me. You need to stay here. Yeah. Your suit up. Straighten your tie. <laughs> like, Sit in your car. Oh, then I love when he grabs the door and he just, door, and he just door. opens it to squish his fingers, yes. and then he it's poor little like, Harry goes away oh. looking at his hands like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Harry was played by uh, David Arkin, who also appears in Nashville. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, I do love those interactions. They're so much fun. They're, and I don't know. I think if you're going to be Marlo, you have to have some sort of charisma behind it. Yeah. And, and well, Elliot Gould, I think. I mean, I, I mean he, he has charisma. It oh, just, yeah. It just wasn't directed in the way that it's been directed in other portrayals. Yeah. Because, like, with Bogart, you've got Bacall to play against, and it totally comes out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and with Dick Powell, it was just kind of, like, everywhere, because he was mm-hmm. just schmoozing everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Powell is so sharp, you know. He, yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he performs on pinpoint. Yeah, You yes. know, it's just so, so snappy. Because he can turn it, too. Mm-hmm. And, and... All, Everybody in an Altman film, you know, in any Altman film, it's the opposite of that. Everything's just very free flowing. And, and Gould, you know, coming from background in comedy, usually you do see him in comedies. Um, I, th- I think it was vital for him to have that comedic background yeah. here because he's using it in the oh, improvisation. He totally is, and he's using it well. But I, I really love his portrayal here because it's like this is not the Elliot Gould we're used to seeing. You do. And it's, not the, and it's not the Marlowe we're used to it's seeing It's definitely either. not. So, like, it's when not. you mush those, yeah. like, it just becomes this, what is going on? And it becomes fascinating. Yeah. The... He makes it his own. Yes, he totally does. That, that's for sure. It's not, it's not necessarily Marlowe, but it sure is interesting. Well, and it's, but it, well, it can be Marlowe because it's his Marlowe. Well, yeah. yeah. In, the, in the same way that each Bond is their own Bond. True, true. Like, it kind of... I, I can see how you could differentiate that and be like, no, I like the gold bar, or I like the gold Marlowe, I like the Paolo Marlowe. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, that would basically be like, I like 70s, or I like yeah, noir, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, <laughs> Gould actually uh, loved playing Marlowe in this and wants to play him again, and at one point he actually wound up buying the rights to the curtain Written by Raymond Chandler, and he bought him, bought him for a dollar from the estate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he has the rights, and apparently, at some point, I don't know. I, like, he's kind of getting on in age. I was going to say, like... I don't know. He's kind of getting on. I'd watch that. I'd I watch, watch aging oh, Philip Marlowe. Really I would watch it, too. Philip but... Marlowing all over the place. That'd be great. Oh, I, yeah. I, you I, just have to advance it. Like, okay, the Indiana Jones film that everybody oh, yeah, refuses no, to acknowledge. Oh. But... They still, they aged Indiana Jones. You could do that with Philip Marlowe. It's possible. Yes. I would watch the hell out of that. I I would would watch it. Older, crankier Philip Marlowe. Yeah. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. We'll get Steven Soderbergh to direct it. It'd be great. Right. Right. But they have to bring back a cat. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, Cats still exist. I want more cats. Okay. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry, that just struck me really in the funny bone perfectly. I, 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 love, I love how they use the cat, just kind of as this repeating. The thing. cat was the best actor in that film. The cat is mentioned on the poster. 
<laughs> Amazing. There's a tagline on the poster. I have two friends in the world. One is a cat and the other is a murderer. <laughs> All right. Well, there's food, like 15 minutes of the cat. Yes, yeah. I know. But still, but it, it, it's kind of like uh, Orson Welles in The Third Man, you know? It doesn't... <laughs> She hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> it's okay. She'll forget. It's true. <laughs> Speaking of the third man, the last shot. Yeah. The last shot is the third man. Yeah. Last shot. It is. It's a play oh, on the third man. It is. <laughs> You're so right. I mean, I didn't see that in any trivia. I looked up. I was just watching this. This is like the second time I've watched this. I'm watching, watching, watching. And it's like, oh, oh, Altman, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> that is the last shot of the third man. I see you. <laughs> uh. it totally is. Oh, my God. Uh. Yeah, this movie was delightfully, like, one minute I hated it, one minute I loved it. Yeah. Like, yeah and yeah, then yeah. something else would happen, I'd be like, What? Honestly, that's the way I feel about most Altman movies. Yeah, I get that. It's like, I kind of hate it, and I kind of love it. Yeah. And then I, then I love it. Yeah. 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 And I think for me, like, I would, I loved a lot about it, but then the stuff that I didn't like was all just, this is a relic of its era. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all like, uh, uh, stuff you got away with oh, in the 70s. Oh, right? like the, the, like the blackface oh and homophobia. Also, uh, also one of the improvised scenes, like in, including the ink on the fla- ink on the face that was all yeah, improvised. No, that's, I'm not surprised, not but at the same time, bit. like, oh my God, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh, please don't go there. Please don't go there. Please, ah, uh, damn it, he went there. Yep. I was like, keep it to the football. Just don't go any, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah. I was like, great. How much of this movie is. Well, at least he was going, he was referencing L. Jolson specifically. I. Does that really make it better? I. Well, it's better than saying, hey, I'm a black guy. No, it's, I'm a white guy in blackface. Look. Yeah. 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 the difference is that much. The yeah. treatment of the cops in this movie, I actually, I actually kind of like it better when Barlow's friends with the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the but this was also very seventies. Also yeah. very seventies. The forties guy was the dude that picked him up and mm. is like, "Hey, I'll mm-hmm. give you your thing," and like, yeah. "Here's a newspaper, and here's all the things you missed while you spent your time in jail." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and like I, hi, I'm exposition man. Hi. Yeah. Or or but that's that's what his cop buddies are there yeah. for. And so I was kind of like, oh, the two cops that came into his house and then got him for false assault. Like, like yeah. I was kind of like, but no, he's cop buddy guy. And no, oh no. right, it's the seventies. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. likes the cops. Nobody trusts anybody in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> Although they trusted the. Uh, the the candle dippy chicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they trusted them with zero responsibility. <laughs> right. But well, they, they, and the the hippie chicks never exit their their little lair. Well, like they we, never. We, cross I don't the know that because I think they're rotating hippie chicks. Mm. So I think that they're like because I don't think it's always the same women. So you don't think it's a commune? You think it's like a revolving door? Yeah, kind of like oh well, three hippie chicks left, so three hippie chicks can come in. So okay, so that's like a fire marshal code. Like yeah, we, we can only have this many capacity for hippie exactly. chicks. Exactly. So the traffic semaphore is there as a bouncer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Green light means open green, for business. More hippie chicks. More hippie more chicks, chicks can come, come in. in. As soon as the red light comes on, nope. No sorry, more hippie we are chicks. Full up on hippie chicks. Exactly. Or you can go work the candle store. Right. Go work at the candle store. 
and bring back some brownie mix. Yeah. Yeah. And and the yeah. green light, you're in. And yeah. then we'll do some yoga and mm-hmm. I love the what the hell's yoga? And I'm just like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> the beginning of the, the yoga craze. Yes. Yep. Oh, and at first it was yogurt. Yogurt. Yes, yogurt. <laughs> you want <Yoga>. some yogurt? <laughs> sure, I'll have some yogurt. What? <laughs> Do some yoga. No thanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel oh, bad for Harry. Yeah. Harry's going to die. He's he's not long yeah, in this world. As he, he, do, he doesn't have the survival skills. No. no. Oh yeah. Hey, your dad was a moil. Cut it off. <laughs> Cut it off. What? what? Holy shit. Good lord. <laughs> just balls. Yes. Just, that's just gonna be my balls, ex- balls, 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 balls. <laughs> Sterling Hayden. Grumpy old Sterling Hayden makes me so happy. <laughs> drunky drunky high old yeah. Sterling Hayden. Okay, so balls. <laughs> I I wonder. If creepy doctor guy was actually a recurring character, because mm. you remember how in the Dick Powell one, yeah, there was creepy, weird, we drugged you with stuff. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if that was the same creepy doctor guy. Well, you never trust an Illinois Nazi. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> but I mean, like in Chandler's novels, yeah, might have been a, just a recurring trope. It might yeah, have been true. Maybe he had just an inherent distrust of doctors. Because I would have remembered Varinger. That's yeah. a very distinct yeah, name. Well, I don't think he found out the dude's name in the in the first one. I don't remember. I don't think he I did because mean... because he got put there by somebody else. Yeah, he wasn't that's true. paying attention to who the... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just going <laughs> to be my interesting thought. It's, it's good headcanon. I it's like it. It's good headcanon, like the hippie rotating yeah. semaphore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so as long as we're on the <laughs> as long as we're on hippie rotating topless semaphore women As you do. As you do. As you do. I want that apartment. <laughs> It was a pretty sweet apartment. It was. It was. It was. It, it, it was had close a great to view. Malibu too. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well as you know anybody who lives down the beach. Oh my god, you shut up with your privilege. Oh, yeah. Uh, you are so rich. Just stop talking. <laughs> Also, your security guy is the... Oh, my God! I forgot about security guy! Oh, God, security guy. Okay, okay, okay. Security guy? Who is that? I know he's a dude. (laughs) I noticed he was male, too, but uh, funny that. That's not what I meant! He wasn't a hippie chick, so therefore, dude. dude. Um, dude. his His name is Ken Sampson. He is the voice of Rabbit on Winnie the Pooh. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh my god, that just... <laughs> Boom! Oh, shit! Boom! Yeah, it's like the Kingsman in here. Heads are blowing. His, his yes. Walter Brennan was much better than his Jimmy Stewart. God, and, and, and Marty, the, the guy who played Marty, um, was uh, Mark Rydell, who's a director. Whoa! Yeah, he's uh, he like directed Rydell the High. <laughs> well, he's in Canada, yeah. No, he directed the Rose and oh. the River and On Golden Pond and oh. yeah, yeah. So huh. he needed a sad card. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, he he had uh, done some other acting too. But, sure. So this wasn't his only time acting or anything. But yeah, he's he's mostly known as a director. 
Um, let's see. There was, oh goodness, who else was in? Well, uh, I never got to Henry Gibson, who played yeah. the doctor. Uh, of course, Illinois Nazi in uh, in the Blues Brothers. He was also in The Burbs, if anybody remembers oh, The Burbs, uh-huh. besides me. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, it, it, that's a mess and a glorious mess it is. And of course, also he was also in Nashville, like yeah. everybody else. Um, he was actually a child star of the stage in like the oh. 1940s, and uh, he his debut was in The Nutty Professor in 1963. Oh. Yeah, right. And then uh, he, from there, he did a few more film roles, and he was finally cast in Laugh-In. So his big claim to fame is Laugh-In. But I think in this generation, he's mostly remembered as Blues Brothers, as the Illinois Nazi. And then um, also, this is interesting. Nina Van Pallant, yeah. who was uh, the wife of yeah, Sterling Hayden. Um, she's Danish folk singer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, she she moved into acting uh, overseas, and then uh, this was her first English language film. But uh, she after this, she was in American Gigolo with Richard Gere, okay. and she was in Sword and the Sorcerer. Um, she plays herself in F for Fake. Orson oh, Welles. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. And partly because her, what she is probably best known for, maybe, is that she used to be the wife of Clifford Irving. No, not the wife, but the mistress of Clifford Irving, who was the guy who fabricated that biography about Howard Hughes. And Howard Hughes came out of seclusion to refute it. Oh. And then Clifford Irving went to jail. Um, one wow. of the, one of the ways they got him was because his mistress, Nina rolled on him and, uh, uh, revealed he was a fraud by saying that he was in, I think they were vacationing in Mexico or something while he was claiming to be interviewing Hughes. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, several years later, like, several, like only a few years ago, Richard Gere, who she co-starred with in American Gigolo, um, Richard Gere portrayed Irving in, um, oh, what was it? The Hoax. Oh. It was a movie called The Hoax. It was only... F- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. briefly yeah. saw that yeah. trailer yeah. thing. About, about that guy. <laughs> wow. So twisty, turny, turny, wow. twisty thing. Wow. Yes. Yes. So uh, after this, she was in four other Altman films, so apparently they liked working with, the, with each other. Hooray. Um, what else what else do I know? There's just random Oh trivia all over the car place. Car crash. Like, oh, bottle yeah. to the face. Bottle to the face. Oh my yeah. god. That just kinda like That was that set me off for the rest of the film. Like I knew yeah. it was coming as mm-hmm. soon as she asked for a coke, I'm like, oh god. Oh see, I didn't Oh god, it, I, didn't. I just knew I And was it's just, one of those old Coke 70s. bottles. Those are heavy. Oh, oh god, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. This isn't gonna go well. No. I I was legit scared for her when she came back. Yeah. Yeah. I was more legit yeah. scared for oh, her. Oh god, I was just back. like I was ready to like get up and walk yeah. out. I'm like, I don't think I, I can no, deal I with this. No, I cannot yeah. deal with her, her getting hurt yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the in because dude knows how to play that line. The guy yeah. like Marty. Yeah. He knows yeah. where to put that, like just, yeah. 
Yeah, I was, my skin was crawling. There was really a lot hard. of violence against women, actually, in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of wife beating and repeated wife beating. Yeah. Because. Wife death and yeah. wife beating. Yeah. Well, and, no, because, yeah. well, like, obviously, Mrs. Wade yeah. has been abused, mm-hmm. abused, I can talk, and um, Sheila mm-hmm. had obviously gotten hit more than once. Mm-hmm. So. And then girlfriend, who, yeah, 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 and, and that and that's I I feel like that's more of the like real world intruding, yeah, and, yeah. On and there was the, and the unlike when we have yeah. Hayes Code, yeah, there's no justice for any of those people, no. Right. Whereas with Hayes Code, when that shit happens, like if something, yeah, if the film was set in Hayes Code, when that happens to Joanne, dude would have gotten. He's come up and yes. yes. He would've something, something would have fucking destroyed him in one way or another. Mm-hmm. But instead it's just he got his money back, all's right with the world, they get to go on continue yeah. doing what they're doing. I mean he said he's sorry. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Girl, you need to leave the next and time she, he's out you of town. No, she's mm-hmm. not going yeah. to. No. Or no. Not so, able to or Yeah. 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 Wait, in Haste Code, we wouldn't have seen the big bruise thing. Yeah. That wouldn't have been there. It would have been implied in dialogue. I think. Mm, they did some of that, though. I, they, some of it, but I, mean, I don't think it would have been as blatant. Maybe it, I mean, it we did. We we did have seen with... a woman with a shiner. In... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, which one? I'm trying to oh, remember. Um, um, wasn't oh the it... one where the girl gets the coffee in the face? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, besides yeah, that, that, that was oh, uh, I mean, the big I feel heat. like there was another. Yes, that was the big heat. heat. I feel like and I was, was thinking somebody of somebody else ones. in that one that had. Yeah, kind of damn. yeah. I don't know. I was just more startling. I yes. Guess. Oh, it was super startling because it mm-hmm. was just a horrible bruise. Well, and I feel like a, there were stuff. I, and of course, I, examples are flying out of my head. But there is definitely stuff that would have been Hayes Code dialogue. Yeah. Right. He would have right. just, you know, she would have had that side away from the camera. Right. He would have pulled her hair away from her face right. and, and we, commented on it. What happened? Did you fall out of bed? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and she would have put her hair back over her face and said, it's nothing. Right. And we would know it's not nothing, but we wouldn't actually see it. Right. that would be far too upsetting. Right. And uh, some of the stuff with the doctor and talking about his alcoholism. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. would have been a lot more uh, subtextual as yeah. opposed to blatant. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, this is a problem. A lot of people have this problem. It needs to be addressed. Right. right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also, if you're gonna go with the evil uh, false care thing, like, follow through, please. Don't just tease it out with, oh, I'm a doctor who's not actually helping people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that annoyed me. Yeah. So sometimes I do miss Hayes Code. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ironically Sometimes Hayes Code, like, I know, because, like, I... I a few episodes ago, I bitched about Hayes Code means I always know this person's gonna get what's coming to them. Like, there's no mystery, and I'm like, nope, never mind. I actually like it better when they get what's coming to them. Yeah, there's there's a a push and pull there. Yeah. There there's a you know give and take. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah they, it's not a given that that every person who does something terrible is gonna have something happen to them, which you know is more real. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I hate yeah, reality. Seventies. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. God dang it! You put my reality in my noir. Stop being <laughs> gritty here. Come on. Ah, <sighs> uh, but it is. It was. A, it is. What it was it a is. good watch. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's a fascinating it. movie. It's mm-hmm. a fascinating movie. So I think I think that's about all I've got. Really, did anybody have uh, final thoughts? Oh, the nurses. Okay. Oh, so when, yeah. Yeah. When oh. he goes into the hospital, yeah. and he's asking like, "Have you seen this guy? Is this his name?" And there's nobody that looks like that here. And they're just you know they're freezing him out, and he's like, "Those ladies are crazy. It's okay by me." And I'm like, "Those ladies." are adhering to HIPAA. <laughs> like, <laughs> they are doing their fucking jobs. Yeah. They are not crazy. They are protecting their patients. It, in the 70s... Well, no, I know, but I'm saying, like, that's right. sort oh. of, you know... Right, like, now... Right, that now would it's, be HIPAA. Yes. Then, that was them being bitches. <laughs> well, and doing... Still doing their jobs, Yeah, so, like, well, still you keeping... Okay, right. no, if see, you... because... See this? No, no, no. I understand what you're what you're gonna say, but if you're a prestigious clinic that charges a lot of fucking money, Meh. and any asshole that comes off the street can say, "Hey, yeah, is so and so here?" and the nurses just go, "Yep, they're here." That you're not gonna get your money, gonna, right? right. So right. nurses, their job, their job is to yeah, protect yeah. their privacy, not necessarily because law is telling them to, right, right but right. because that's their policy. No, yeah. I'm just remembering the whole. Hey, did that person just get on that plane? Yeah, like are they there on that? Because pl- we saw that, and that was yeah, yeah. They can't do that anymore. No. That was just what, like I, they can't prohibit anymore. Right. Kansas so. City Confidential, I think that was, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, because it yeah. Went, or was it Robert Mitchum? No, it was Kate Fear. It was Kate Fear. Oh, yes. It was yep. Robert Mitchum. Yeah, I, th- he, I think they're. I think they both had it. Yeah, I bet they, there we go. Did. There we go. I Probably remember did. commenting yeah. on it because it yes. was creepy Robert Mitchum, though. Yes, yes, I don't do recall that. Creepy Robert Mitchum. No, no, just don't do it. It's just a bad life decision. Just don't, don't, <laughs> don't do that. I mean, he's got a nice singing voice. You can listen to him sing. Right, but don't talk don't make, to him. And make sure you're holding a shotgun. Right. Yeah. Just make sure you, you take all the proper precautions before <laughs> speaking with creepy Robert Mitchum. <laughs> life lessons, people. Life lessons. Checklist. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so we should wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah, we should. <laughs> although, yeah. although I do have one bit of trivia that I have to get in here because it's bonkers. Um, Robert Altman was apparently the guy who also came up with the idea for um, tattooing ID numbers on dogs and cats. What? Really? Yeah, like pre-ARFID tags yeah. know, wow. being injected into our dogs and cats. So you, you know, if they get lost, they can identify yeah. them. Yeah, they just home. shave the part and then yeah, yeah, tattoo, yeah. tattoo. Oh, wow. I used to, I used to have a Chihuahua that had her I ID tattooed on there. Yeah, yeah. So he came up with that idea apparently, and somehow he managed to tattoo Harry Truman's dog. What? What? All right then, go Robert Hoffman. Somehow this makes sense in the universe. Yeah, it's like, well, of course he did. Really? Of course, really why not? Does. Because why not? why not? Oh, then now I'm thinking of the dogs in Mexico. No, now I'm. Oh, the, oh God, the shot. Why? Why because did that shot? Okay, okay. I know, no, no, not necessarily Robert Altman. What happened was. Um, not specifically with the running dogs, but the um, the cameras were all on dollies. Like, in every single scene, the camera never stops moving. Mm-hmm. And so the camera people were kind of 
just kind of following the action so it just looked kind of voyeuristic so they were yeah. trying to follow the actors but not really so it it looked kind of that documentary yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. actually knows where anybody's going to move like, at sure, any sure. time yeah yeah a little, kind bit. Of, a little bit more like um uh, if you've seen uh frank darabont's the mist oh. very much like that okay. actually so um I'm willing to bet the dog started running in the background and the cameraman was like, oh, that's something to watch. Yeah, and it just didn't... It just, it, it just kept going. Like, Put it in! Why not? That's fucking weird. Keep it. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, 70s and, realism. And then there's that... Then there's the Doberman. The Doberman, for some reason, gets me for the... During the suicide scene. Yeah. Oh, it's like, but he's carrying the cane. Yeah, he like brings out around. the cane. Like, Her puppy. dress got me during that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, went, it did this, like, bulbous, like, yeah. air floaty thing. Yeah. Yep. And then, like, clung to her. And yeah. I was like, where did your Because it was like. Yeah, because. As soon it, as she was out of the water, yeah, it just, it was it just like sucked up. Yeah. That was disconcerting to me for some reason. Yeah. 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 That was a really good, really good scene. Yeah. 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 That had to be miserable to shoot. Oh, God. I, <laughs> oh, I imagine so. so bad. Because it's dark. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you can tell the cold. only thing that they have is, like, the lights on the beach. And mm-hmm. they're not even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, well, electrocution and bad. Right. But, you know. Yeah, and the, the those were big waves. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Those were big waves. Yeah. Because Elliot Gould's, what, like, 5'8? Five, five, no, he, I... Seem to remember him being. He's like super tall. Yeah, he's well, a, but like he's a tall guy. Sterling Hayden was like Sterling Hayden's ginormous. Yeah, Sterling Hayden's like six foot five. You know, yeah, he's, so he's like, enormous. But, I mean, because it was they were taller than Elliot Gould out there. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, those are big waves. Yeah, yeah. But just a fantastic. Scene. It was an. Yeah. It, I love the way the sound because it did mm-hmm. again. It did mm-hmm. the sound mm-hmm. off and on thing. And yeah, like, it was. Appropriately heavy. Yeah. Felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Although, why was he drunk on the beach afterwards? That I don't get. Everybody was drunk. Well, I know, but why? So, like, please come out and be drunk witnesses instead of... Because, like, people were handing out booze. I think... It, it may have been... I don't know how long the, the, the idea persisted that if you drink, you warm up. Right. Yeah. I, I know that, but like, it still didn't make sense narratively to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and maybe I was maybe just it off does, of just people because... being drunk at that point because dude had just been drunk and yeah, but did I mean party thing right before. Yeah. Maybe it's, I mean, like where were those people going to go? They were already pretty drunk. So like, but they weren't out there. Like everybody. Oh no no no! Left. Well no, they, during the um, during the discussion, which it was hard to tell because the we, we watched yeah. the subtitles and it didn't have subtitles for what was being said. Yeah, there was. They were interviewing one of the cops was interviewing somebody who says we were ha- we moved our party up the beach and then we oh. heard the shouting. Yeah, so those people were already outside or on their balconies. Okay, mm-hmm. and so that's they all migrated over. And then they were okay. all kept there because they were all witnesses. See, because I was like, one, where did they come from? Two, yeah, why yeah, they, they were all from another. Drunk? They were from another house up the beach. Okay. The party yeah. basically migrated from her place to somebody else's okay. house because they were all neighbors. Because like it just it it and yeah and the, but it, it was like Marlo 
You can hold your liquor better than that. Right. He just finally lost his shit. And he yeah. really did. Yeah. And but I mean, he did just watch somebody walk off into the ocean to die. Mm-hmm. So I can see losing it. And then, you know, you're freezing and somebody tells you, yeah. drink this to warm up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you drink like three or four glasses of that. And then you mm-hmm. finally lose it. It was just like, I. it was one of the most anti-Marlowe points for me as far as like character continuity. Yeah. It, yeah, it felt kind of like there was something missing. Yeah, in the narrative at that point, like yeah, like maybe there was like a half scene somewhere that like That's got true. us better into that space that just didn't exist in the final cut. Well, yeah, and because like he gets so mad at the cops, mm-hmm. and like I didn't, aside from the fact that it's the same cops, like yeah. I didn't understand his his motivation for that. That that part. Well, I mean, he did go to jail for like three days. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like for 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 helping, you know, helping assist a murder, you know, after the fact, which he believed is like my friend didn't do it, and at mm-hmm. the time he firmly believed his buddy did yeah. not do it. So he just kind of like all this keeps happening. He's like, that's the dude responsible. He just walked off into the fucking ocean. Right. It's the reason we're in this whole mess. Like. Which turned out not to be true, but yeah, I uh, I can point. see where yeah. he, you know, having too much to drink, having just witnessed that, yeah. having those assholes show up again and just be like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense, mm. I guess. But I, yes, I do agree. It's still a little out of character, but I yeah. can, I can find the logic yeah, to yeah. get there, even if I don't agree with the character. Yeah. Case. Because that, yeah, that's what are, where the seventies is starting to push yeah. over. Yeah, again, it, yeah, yeah, it feels seventies Marlowe. It's a right. It's, it's not. It's not forties Marlowe. It's seventies Marlowe. Mm-hmm. That when I look at it that way, that yeah. makes that scene better in my head. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, Woo-hoo. we we have many successes here. Breakthroughs! Um, woohoo! Yay! Win. <laughs> okay, so dear listeners, we'll, we will leave it at that. And uh, we'll probably keep talking after we turn <laughs> off the microphone. But, uh, dear listeners, please join us in a couple weeks when we discuss a movie called Desert Fury, which we are actually going to go watch in the theater dun, at dun, the dun. heights. At the heights, because right now in February, the, uh, the the Heights Theater in Columbia Heights, Minnesota, is running a series of uh, color film noir yay yay and we're gonna go see a few of those and see them in the theater and enjoy them so dear listeners track down a copy of desert fury uh until then i've been melissa and i've been joined by Allie and tanya and we will talk to you then bye-bye bye-bye we hope you enjoy our film fixation we'll see you next time on a noir education Thank you for joining us for a Real Education Noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Listen, Harry, in case you lose me in traffic, this is the address where I'm going. You look great.
Harry, I would straighten your tie up. Yeah. Harry, I'm proud to have you following me. Oh, thank you. 